my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchWorlds.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 30th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. I will be updating the list today. I will not be pushing off to tomorrow. I know in previous years I have taken off, say, Memorial Day or Labor Day, that kind of stuff. But because we have nabs, it kind of messes things up on Tuesday. So you know what? I'm just going to be working on Monday. No holidays! I'm taking off. Uh, if you don't have PL Plus, get out of here. This is only for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for listening uh, and supporting uh, what we do at PitchList. All right, yesterday's performances, I led with Luis Severino, 6.1 innings pitch, 4 and runs, 2 hits, 2 walks, and 8 strikeouts. He had 22 whiffs. That is good for a Gallows pull. And the thing about Luis Severino for me is that Luis Severino is just getting into his groove. He had 8 whiffs on that slider yesterday. He even had some cutters that were good. Chain-ups were nice. Fastballs at 96 and doing good things. I really like also how he adjusted his glove a bit to hide it a little bit more. I think it's a, just a better arm circle for him moving forward. He's great, and he, he just makes us feel dope, and he has a 118 whip, at least entering yesterday's game. Uh, I just think he gets better and better, and we are really you're seeing like an SP2, essentially, from Luis Severino moving forward. It's a wonderful time. Dylan Cease actually didn't have that great of a game. Uh, the last two starts, his command has been a little bit off with that fastball. Uh, but seven innings, zero and runs against the Cubs, and you're just going to keep starting him. Marcus Stroman was on the other side of that. Seven innings, zero and runs, really nice. Wade Miley went to the IL. If you're wondering, wait, Stroman went yesterday? I thought he was supposed to go maybe today. But no, uh, Stroman went instead. Wade Miley's in the IL. And yeah, Stroman did good things. Um Everything's cool there. Uh, Corbin Burns is an ace. Um, he's the number one on the list for a reason, and he earned a King Cole with 39% CSW. So everything is wonderful there. Same with actually Mackenzie Gore, also under 39% CSW, just a slightly less lower CSW overall than Burns. But I uh, went seven innings, zero runs, nine strikeouts against the Pirates. And honestly, this was the Mackenzie Gore I've been waiting for. Really good fastball command, excellent slider whiffs. Strikes with his curveball. I mean, this is everything that you want. And this is what I was told about with Mackenzie Gore uh, in the preseason. Six for 13 on whiffs, by the way, with that slider is amazing. I do wonder if it was just the Pirates, but this is, you know, more time with Mackenzie Gore in the rotation. I, I feel like the Padres have this really weird situation of it's a six man right now, and then seven with Clevenger. Um, we saw it with the Marlins. We even seen it with the Padres of like they'll always have an opportunity for more starts. So even when Martinez and Gore were out for a moment, they really just missed one week, and that was it. Uh, and I, I get the feeling, I mean, I think everyone would be just be kind of upset if Gore left the rotation at this point. So good stuff so far. If you have Gore, you're going to hold on tight. He's going to be 
Um, closer to 50 on the list today. And yeah, we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast because I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a list preview because that's cool. Tyler Molly did the thing. I mean, wild to me. Not only was this against the Giants, but it was at home as he won 6.2 innings, zero runs, one hit, three walks, and eight Ks. And if you think of Tyler Molly, the main thing that you should note is that he throws a really good fastball, and then he has secondaries that are highly questionable, splitter and a slider. We don't really know how much they're going to help on a given night. This was strange because his four-seamer, his splitter, and his slider each had six whiffs. All of them across the board, so he had 18 across those three pitches. That, it doesn't seem right. It seems very odd, and um, it feels like a dentist. That is, it comes, it shows up, and then it's not going to stick around for long, right? So, I would be a little bit cautious against the Nationals, uh, even though it's, the Nationals, it's at home. I'm not, we're not out of the woods. Um, Tyler Anderson got the Diamondbacks and did exactly what Tyler Anderson should do against the Diamondbacks, which is get a win and zero in runs and five hits, one walk, and six Ks. I mean, he's been really, really great for your teams. He does get the Mets now, and I can't get it out of my head that he is just a Toby. He is not necessarily someone that you want to be trusting implicitly uh, moving forward. Uh, but still, keep holding on to him. Everything is cool. Elvin Rodriguez started yesterday. He actually wasn't doing too badly, but then he left the game with an injury, and that stinks for him. Marco Gonzalez had that one bump in the road last time against the Athletics, but now he rebounded in a really impressive way against the, the Astros. 7.1 innings, 200 runs with only 2Ks and 6 base runners. Yeah, we know this really isn't going to last through the full year, but he gets the Rangers next and you're just going to start him. So that's fine. Luis Garcia was on the other side and isn't doing enough for me to get really excited, but he had a really good outing. Six innings of one and run for it. One walk and six strikeouts. Yeah, what? <laughs> it, it, it's just kind of strange. Um, I didn't really think that his fastball and the scutter were that impressive. So, I mean, you just keep starting him. He gets the Royals next and that's that. Uh, Chris Bassett gets the ace is going to ace. He still has it. I was going to take it away if he didn't do well against the Phillies. He still has it. Six innings, one run, two hits, three walks, and seven Ks, as we expected. He does get the Dodgers next, though, and there's part of me like, should I have kept it? Should I have been like, hey, he needs to prove it one more time against the Dodgers? I hope he's fine. Um, I mean, I'm starting against the Dodgers, and just I'm going to hope for the best. His cutters and sliders were good here, so you just got to hope for it. Zach Wheeler is great. Uh, they allowed two unearned runs. But it was one and run in six innings and seven base runners and seven Ks. He lost the win because the Mets hit a home run in the ninth inning. And I'm not sad or I'm not spiteful about it or upset. Of, co- of course not. Yeah, Zach Wheeler got his ace. He's going to ace as he deserves. Uh, same with Max Fried here. He's already had it. Nine base runners is a little annoying, but whatever. He's still really good one and run. In six innings, he's an SP2 through the year. Sonny Gray did well. I like that his both the slider and his curveball got strikes, which is great. He did well against the Royals. Sure, just four Ks and only six whiffs, but he got strikes with them. They were passive. It's fine. Uh, one and run, two base runners, right? Now he gets the Jays, and that's a proper challenge. If, as long as he has his curveball and his slider working, then he should be fine. Um, Nick Pavetta against the Orioles. Six innings, one and run, five hits, three walks, five Ks. The whip isn't as ideal. But he gets the athletics next. And you keep going with Nick Pavetta. Shane McClanahan is incredible and makes us feel dope. Ace is going to ace. Josiah Gray against Rocky Road. He survived, as he should. And his secondaries weren't very good. And he allowed seven base runners and three Ks. And Yeah, do not do not trust in Josiah Gray. Tristan McKenzie is going to rise up today. Eight Ks in uh, seven points. two winnings, two and runs, four. It's one walk against the Tigers. Way better this time. He actually did a lot of fastballs at the top of the zone instead of just chaos inside of the zone. Which is very good. Didn't really do a good job of getting his uh, curveball and slider 
down enough, but this is good. He was against the Tigers, and he goes against the Orioles next. Everything should be fine there. Uh, Alex Cobb went against the Reds, and yeah, everything is fine. Uh, six innings, two earned runs, four hits, three walks, and eight Ks. Keep rolling with this. He gets Miami next, and you should get Rocky Road after that. Like, things are good. Ronzi Contreras went opposite Mackenzie Gore um, against the Padres. Five innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, three Ks. He's fine. I mean, it's not this overwhelming starter that we, I think we want him to be, uh, but he gets the Arizona Diamondbacks next, so let's just not really think too much about it and keep starting him. Uh, I don't really expect him to soar up the ranks of the list, but yeah, he'll be... I don't know if I'm going to really raise him over the Toby tier or not. I might. Ah, it's pretty close. I mean, you want to start him for that start against the Diamondbacks, but I don't really see a guy that's just overwhelming batters. Like, that's not the case right now. Uh, Dane Dunning against the Oakland Athletics. We expected that to... I mean, we wanted that to be good. He was like a questionable start. And it was 4.1 innings of turn runs, 7 hits, 3 walks, and 5 Ks. Not great. And his command was all right. I mean, it wasn't... I've seen worse from him. This was good enough, but... Just didn't kind of go his way, and, you know, even when he's doing okay, like, he's still going to be hit around like this, and, yeah, it's not fun. Um, Zach Davies, no, don't do it. James Caprillion, we were hoping to do, he would do well against the Rangers after struggling against the Rangers all of last year. And, no, he struggled to get four and runs in 4.1 innings. You know, he's, uh, he gets the Red Sox next, you don't want that. Yeah, he's a Toby later on this year, just, like, consider him as a streamer if you need one later on. Uh, Eliezer Hernandez against Atlanta. Nope, not doing well, but he's in the rotation because Cody Petit was injured, and now Edward Cabrera is getting the call, but, like, they need starts. So he's still here, um, especially as Jesus Zardo is, uh, still hurt. But, yeah, uh, you don't really want to start for fantasy. Uh, Kyle Freeland, we were hoping for more against the Nationals. Couldn't do it. Four walks is really frustrating against only two strikeouts. Don't trust this at all. Uh, Zach Greinke against the Twins. Nope, he's, uh, no. <laughs> Toby at best at this point. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is very disappointing against the Jays. Uh, three and runs, five, five earned, sorry, three innings, five earned runs, five hits, three walks, four Ks. Oddly enough, his slider was really, really good. Uh, 10 over 32 whiffs and 44% CSW. It's what I would expect from his changeup, not his slider. Only one out of 13 whiffs on the, on the changeup. So it, it's always weird for me to see these kinds of starts. And I never know how to interpret it. Either A, Sandoval has this new slider, and that's great. And then when he gets his changeup back, like, he'll have this pitch too. Or it's an anomaly, and things will just get reversed over time. I don't know. I think we just keep starting him and hope for the best. Uh, Miles Michaelis against the Brewers. We didn't expect him to have a sub-2 array the entire year. Six earned runs and 10 base runners. Okay, that's a little bit too heavy of the regression. Um, that's what he did in 5.2 innings. He had six strikeouts at least, and yeah, he's got the Cubs, so whatever, he just keeps starting him. Bruce Zimmerman against the Red Sox, to me, he's a frozen banana in the sense that over time, I think the changeup insider could develop into something, but there's no reason for you to really continue going with Bruce Zimmerman right now. And Jose Brios, I know a lot of you are really terrified about him. I still call him the great undulator. I think over time, Brios is going to do just fine. He has a good enough repertoire still that he should improve. All the stats are not going to look good because he hasn't been doing well. But I think that his actual ability is not that much worse than what we've seen in the past. Stick with Brios. I think this one will work out. I think this is a proper buy low because of how terrified people are right now. Looking forward to today's games. Uh, we have Walker Bueller, Zach Gallon, and Logan Webb, and Framber Valdez in the auto start team. Pretty uh, self-explanatory. You have Drew Rasmussen against the Rangers. Aaron Ashby against the Cubs. 
in the probably starts here, followed by Pablo Lopez and Coors. I didn't really know where to put Pablo Lopez. It's Pablo Lopez, but it's also Coors. I just put him at the bottom of probable start here. I, mean, I think you just do it and hope for the best. Like things should be fine. Questionable start here, uh, not great. These are not fun options. Sometimes I get questionable start. I'm like, oh, okay, I feel okay about it, but not like really good. So I'll put him in questionable start. These are not great. David Peterson is the stream pick of the day. Nationals have like messed some guys up lately too. I don't know. Uh, David Peterson had a really nice slider last time though, so that's okay. We'll see. Nick Martinez could make it work against the Cardinals. He's a bit of a coin flip every time right now. Uh, Rich Hill against the Orioles. Same idea. Like, maybe he goes five innings. We'll see. Paul Blackburn and Kyle Gibson are Tobies with bad matchups. That is the Astros and the Giants, respectively. That's a coin flip. And Spencer Strider against the Diamondbacks. A lot of talk about him. Is he a pickup? Is he not? Here's the problem with Strider for this, this week is that maybe you want to pick him up for this start. But I think he's going to go 65 to 70 pitches. It is the Diamondbacks. It might be like four innings of good baseball. Uh, it could be five. Maybe he stretches it out. He has a high strike rate on his fastball thus far. But because of the low pitch counts, a limited ceiling, and then he goes into cores after. And that's not fun. So that's two starts that technically I don't really expect the greatest things from. It's annoying. So maybe next week is when you really want to get in on Strider, but you might not be able to get him at that point. So I guess pick him up for this and just kind of see how that goes. In the do not start tier, Dylan Bundy and Ethan Small, and maybe Zach Plesak are the only really ones of interest. Dylan Bundy threw 30% sliders last time, had a good time, and it's the Tigers, so that could work. Ethan Small is getting the call-up for the Brewers in this doubleheader today. I don't think he's going to stick around after but it's against the Cubs. He's in the walk the law of guys. I don't want to do it. And Zach Plesak had his slider last time and maybe gets his changeup back against the Royals and all of a sudden Zach Plesak of old returns, but I'm not going to bet on that. And the other ones, Bo Brisky and Glenn Otto, not good matchups. Drew Smiley, never. Jonathan Heasley and Tyler Wells, Eric Fede. Zach Thompson, Ryan Feltner, Packy Naughton, and Matt Swarmer. Yeah, no, none of that do I want to do. But all right, looking forward to the list today. What I do is I just go through the list. This is very casual. And I just kind of look at guys and go, yeah, all right, I'm going to move them up or down likely on the list. And I'll tell you right now, Pablo, uh, sorry, Sandy Alcantara and Zach Wheeler are both getting their aces going to ace tags and both are going into tier two. And I think I'm going to be putting them above at least Max Freed. Uh, I think Lucas Giolito is going to go underneath them. Um, so it might be McClanahan at nine. Alcantara at 10, um, and Wheeler at 11, Manoa at 12, but we'll see. I don't want to really want to pull down Manoa. Um, maybe I'll put down, put Wheeler underneath Manoa, put him at 11, and then move down Giolito. I think that's what's going to be. But they're going to be in that separate tier. So Pablo Lopez is still going to be tier 3. Uh, Bass is going to be there. I think the other guys of tier three are pretty much going to be exactly where they were before. I don't really see much change there. Luis Severino, I think, is going to go into tier three for me, though. Uh, while uh, I need to pull down Jose Barrios, I mean, I do believe that it's going to work out, but we got to understand that Eric Lauer and Esther Cortez and uh, Tarek Skubal deserve more love than those guys. Tarek Skubal is going to go up a bit. I mean, I think those three guys all go into tier four. Um, where then I'm pushing down Barrios, I'm pushing down Castillo, probably. Kyle Wright is underneath them. Nathan Evaldi stays up, though. It's going to be kind of a weird Tier 4. I don't really know where Logan Webb fits inside of it, too. Um, Yu Darvish is kind of there, too. Yeah, it's a weird Tier 4. Um, but I am going to separate that. I have to remove Joe Ryan. I have to push down Patrick Sandoval. Charlie Moore needs to stay down. 
Sean Manaya probably stays where they are too. Um, let's see, Blake Snell, Gilbert uh, Kopech stuff. I mean, we had we literally just saw nothing of Kopech, so I can't really. I'm not going to change him. Excited to see him though. Uh, when does Kopech get his next start? Is I assume it's today, but uh, they have tomorrow off. Then it's Giolito on Tuesday and then Wednesday for Kopech. Wow, they're really giving him a lot of rest. Wow. Uh, anyway, I uh, we have. Tier 7, uh, Framer Valdez kind of sticks around. Cobb sticks around. I think Tristan McKenzie does go up above them because he's just done really well and he got a reward from that. But otherwise, these, this stuff kind of sticks around. Uh, tier 8, I'm looking at it now. Nothing changes too much. I mean, if anything, it's just about moving up guys from Tier 9 and Tier 10 uh, because John Gray, I think, has to fall. Did not do well against the Athletics and not have his... Slider, I guess Tyler Molly sticks. I guess Alex Wood sticks. Ian Anderson, I think, falls. But yeah, it's it's Jose Arquiti definitely falls. Tier 9, um, Tyone and Rasmussen and Stroman are all above Michaelis. Wainwright, I think, does fall to the next Toby tier, while Mackenzie Gore got has to go up to the top of Tier 8. Probably closer to, like, George Kirby at 47. So does Christian Javier. So does Tony Gonsolin. Aaron Ashby does, too. Hunter Green falls, though. There goes that tier 10 just getting demolished. Uh, in tier 11, Martin Perez has to f- jump up, of course. Ramonzi Contreras jumps up a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, you're going to see that shuffling around of this guy's rotating between tier 9 and tier 11. Uh, in tier 12, Tyler Anderson goes up to that top one as well. Um, but, yeah, not much there. I mean, Eflin falls, Suarez falls, Quantrill goes up. Uh, in tier 13, I probably will give some love to Pavetta. Springs is going to f- jump up a ton. Uh, I was, I'm really upset at how I underrated Jeffrey Springs last week. Um, I just didn't think that he was worth the start against the Yankees, but no, he, he made that work. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, the guys down here, maybe Liberator, but I don't know. We'll, we'll make that decision later. Uh, JT Brubaker does get a little bit more love. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, those are the major moves here uh, of, of what to expect on the list this week. I don't really know what to do with Garrett Whitlock at the moment. Singer does jump up a little bit more, too. Um, and I'm trying to think of anyone else that gets added. Edward Cabrera, I guess. But it's not really something that you want to do because the first week is not really fun. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about it later today at 1 o'clock. And that's going to do for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your BAPIPs be low and your strike outside. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.